0: Hello and welcome. This is Friend Request. I am your host, Justin Lamb, and this is episode 17 with a very long-time friend of mine, Michelle. This is somebody I am uh, probably one of the people I'm closest with that I've known for Uh, two decades and we have gone through a bunch of stuff together and we've also had a number of falling outs which we actually talk about and address in this episode which was really kind of therapeutic hopefully for me and her and not just one-sided but what a great conversation I had with Michelle because you know during the times we weren't talking I didn't know a bunch of stuff that was going on with her and she is married to another one of my friends that I've known for two decades and I actually introduced them so this was a really unique and great conversation I got to have with her where we talk about all sorts of stuff uh, from her predicting her grandfather's death to abortion and divorce and remarrying that same person Um, it's a great conversation I hope you guys really like it and it is the week of Christmas I don't know when you're going to actually listen to this episode but if you're listening to it this week Merry Christmas Uh, Happy Hanukkah I believe Monday is the end at the beginning I need to check a calendar who knows uh, but either way happy holidays see people that's why people say happy holidays because there's a bunch of them weirdos um, <laughs> let's get off on a tangent there real quick but this is episode 17 with my friend Michelle So hi, how are you?
1: Hey, I'm good. It's uh, the holiday weekend, so I. I'm
0: hey, oh, you happy. know what I just found out too? Uh, this episode will go up for Christmas.
1: Well, Merry Christmas!
0: <laughs> It'll go up on the twenty-third. Nice. But welcome, thank you for doing this. Hey, I appreciate my pleasure. It. Is it? Yeah. Awesome. Um, so this is unique. I'm so excited about this. This is very unique uh, for a bunch of reasons.
1: You know all my stories.
0: Well. I know a lot of your stories um but i know your entire family <laughs> uh like i know your entire direct family uh, like i have individual relationships with all of your family members yes, you do. um and then i know some of your extended family because uh, just from hanging out and stuff uh you're the first person i've interviewed that i've made out with that's impressive hello
1: i was gonna bring that up too
0: um that's a real funny story and I'm glad that you're going to bring it up. I was like, I don't know if she remembers that. We have the most unique relationship, I think, of anyone that I've talked to on here. So I'm excited about this. Wow. And like I learned with Chris, the unaired interview that no one will ever hear, I'll probably learn a bunch of stuff about you that I never knew.
1: We'll,
0: f- we'll see about that. We'll see. <laughs> but uh, stuff I'm excited to get into and chronologically happens at the beginning anyway. You're born. I was. Um, what... Did your mom work when you were born?
1: She worked up until I was born. She worked at Oakland School. She was a secretary for some So days. she's
0: always been with the schools to some yeah. degree? Okay. And then your dad, what did your dad do?
1: He's always been an electrician.
0: Was he like a, is he a master electrician now?
1: He is a retired electrician now.
0: Did he go through all those things? What is it, like journeyman and He and all He that?
1: ended as a journeyman. There were times where he was, I think it's called a steward. Where you're like the boss of the journeyman, but he didn't like to be the boss. I don't
0: understand the titles of
1: electricians. He just likes to do the work. And like, so you're you're an apprentice, right? That's what. You get paid to learn, which is awesome.
0: and then journeyman. And then journeyman. And then steward?
1: Well, that's just like not a studied. (laughs)
0: Is there something over journeyman? Probably master. Is there master electrician? I wonder what the difference is. Expert. Expert. You've reached level 30. My um, dad
1: wasn't keen on school, so I don't know.
0: Yeah. Did your parents go to both go to school? High Neither.
1: Oh, well, yeah. Graduated high school? They met at high school. They met Ooh. in the commons area of the old high school.
0: <laughs> oh, they both went to Clarkston? Mm-hmm. Wow.
1: Yeah, my mom was a Sashabaugh kid. My dad she was So you got a... some
0: deep roots in Clarkston. Oh, my
1: God. My great-grandma went to Clarkston. What? Yeah. I didn't know that. They had a dairy on Clarkston Road. Can Fort we go to, to the dairy. library
0: and look up really old shit about your family?
1: I should have brought the book. There's an old <sighs> history book of Clarkston, and my grandma has, like, two pages in it.
0: So you're, uh, like fifth generation Clarkston fourth generation Clarkston
1: on my dad's side yeah
0: wow that's nuts um well that's cool so but you're born your sister and you are four years apart we are okay do you remember pre your sister being born I do tell me about that
1: so uh we I don't remember living in a house in Sylvan Lake Hmm. which is like Kego Harbor area yeah We lived there when I was first born. I had like a little bedroom in the attic. We lived there for maybe a year. They sold the house. They bought. They got a great deal on the property where my parents live now in that neighborhood. Um, My mom's uncle owned the land. So he gave it to him for a steal. And then my dad built the house. Um, So while
0: he was... He owned... Was it... Did he own a lot? or Because you live in a, or your parents' house in a subdivision. Yeah, he owned Is the it?
1: whole subdivision oh, plus wow. some. Yeah, he had a lot of land. I think my mom's cousin still has some land somewhere around that area. So anyway, uh, while they were building, we lived with my grandparents, my mom's mom and dad, and they lived right off of Maybe Road on Oak Park.
0: Good old Oak Park.
1: And that I do remember. And I was probably like three, two or three good times.
0: Yeah. Did you enjoy being an only child for that short period of time? Oh I loved
1: it. Oh my gosh. And my grandma just spoiled me rotten. And my grandpa had a worm farm in the backyard. A
0: worm farm? Yeah, he wanted sell to be night crawlers or something. You
1: know, like Waltz Crawlers. Yeah. He wanted it to be Milt's crawlers. Ooh. Like he thought he had it made.
0: Didn't ever pan out?
1: No, I think they escaped. I don't know. <laughs> they escaped. <laughs>
0: they dug out. They went underground. <laughs> they
1: did. Should As have built worms those walls to yeah, do.
0: downward. Yeah. I don't know why he built them so high. It didn't make sense. Um, so, do you remember your mom being pregnant with your sister?
1: No. I remember my sister being born. Yeah. I mean, not like her birth, but.
0: Was there. Any sort of like, I'm not the only child anymore, or was it just like, I have a little sister now?
1: I loved it. Yeah? Yeah, I, I was always like a big helper. Like, my mom likes to tell a story, even on like my first birthday, like, I didn't want to play. I got a book, and I just sat there and read my book when I was one, and I didn't want to play in my cake. I was just like, I don't know, I was into the business.
0: You're big into books, early on. Big into books, <laughs> still to this yeah.
1: day. But yeah, uh, Heather was, uh, she was a rough baby. Like, my mom lost like a hundred pounds and never slept never ate wow. she was really colicky and uh
0: so your sister was a difficult baby
1: she was <laughs> yes um from early on like they had to zip her onesies they had to cut the feet off the onesies and zip her up backwards so that she couldn't like at nap time undo herself and like get into her diaper and play around oh she liked to finger paint
0: gross <laughs>
1: yeah that's so uh yeah they, they had their hands full with her and like there's been videos i've watched where i'm like please help me with these earmuffs i just got for christmas and everybody's like heather what are you doing <laughs> heather she's crying again it's
0: so you lost lost some attention to the
1: <laughs> yeah but i didn't notice like i was just happy i was just like whatever yeah i'll, I'll play with my earmuffs
0: fair enough and how far apart are you and matt
1: eight years so they planned one. us out four, four, and four. <sighs> yeah, four, geez. And four.
0: So you're already in second grade when when Matt's born.
1: I think I was third grade because okay. I skipped a grade there.
0: Oh, Yeah. so smart.
1: I could just read. I wasn't really smart.
0: Yeah, you, let's see. Right back to the reading. Yeah. Why reading? What do you think that is? It sounds like it started super early.
1: It did. I could read when I was three. Yeah. Like I could really read. My first book was Go Dog Go.
0: What's your interest in books? It's like what? What's, yeah?
1: Yeah. I don't think that Dr. Seuss was an escape.
0: Do you prefer a book over a movie? Yes. Is it... Is it I mean, do you... Because you can kind of create your own... Definitely. It,
1: not only that, but there's like... I'd say like a third of a book is always missing in the movie.
0: Well, what if it's just a movie that's not about a book? I don't mean like... Do you prefer oh. the movie version of a book? But do you... Like if you had... Your choice to spend an hour reading or spend an hour watching a movie.
1: I think I'd choose a book because when I sit still like that, I tend to fall asleep. I hardly (laughs) ever make it through a movie without missing the end because I'm sleeping. Fair enough. (laughs) If I sit still too long, it's like narcolepsy.
0: Okay. Uh, Where'd you go to elementary?
1: Andersonville Elementary.
0: Fun. Fun do you remember your brother i'm assuming you remember your brother being born
1: i do yeah Um, i had a rabbit we were on the basketball court in the backyard my mom brought the baby home and it was the well i was supposed to be matt and then heather was supposed to be matt and finally
0: (laughs) was your dad super excited
1: oh my god the whole family yeah yeah
0: finally got a boy
1: yeah a little hunter
0: your parents want you both to be boys so you guys had some short haircuts
1: (laughs) well we definitely did yeah oh god they were rough. Yeah. There were times where I was called a boy even though I would wear like the frilliest clothes. Didn't matter. I had the short hair.
0: What's the what's the family dynamic like when you once you had all three kids in the mix? Is mom when does mom go back to work?
1: Not until Matt started school. Okay. So, I don't know. I don't really remember a whole lot like my dad would either be working or laid off and Laid off would be like a nine-month period at a time, and he would have to go to Detroit and sign the books, and what don't was, ask me what these things mean. Yeah.
0: What What's that like, though, when your dad's not? Because if he's your family source of income yeah. for, for nine months, what does that look like?
1: I mean, they always were super conscientious with money. We never got anything. Like, Christmas was like one big thing that we all shared or whatever. Okay. Um, and like I said, he built the house. Like, we didn't have money ever.
0: Were you did you have any sort of awareness of that as a kid like um and if so like what age do you think you started realizing like oh our family doesn't have as much money as
1: yeah family i would say probably like upper elementary like when i started going to friends houses and things like that yeah um and it really it's not that they didn't have it they just squirreled it away because they knew that he would be getting laid off you know so they had like a rainy day fund
0: so that's just like because he was, was he part of a union? Is that why? Yeah. Okay. So just plan on a layoff.
1: Yeah. And it would That's, happen. I mean, there'd be sometimes where there'd be a couple years that would be good. But, and then a couple, you know, well, jumping way forward, he traveled for work because there was no work in Detroit. So yeah. he went to Illinois once, he went to the UP, he went to Minnesota. So it's well, I know just he did really, that
0: later. He did that when you were grown up.
1: Yeah. And once I had Emma.
0: Well, but he did that when you were a kid or no.
1: No, he just took the layoff instead. He stayed home. Yeah, Yeah. That's crazy. Which was, I mean, it was always good because he could always fix something around the house. I mean, Mm -hmm. he was always busy changing the oil on the car. I mean, he saved a ton of money by doing stuff himself. Yeah. Back before YouTube.
0: Workshop in the basement. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Spent some time down there.
1: It's a good basement. Yeah.
0: Um, What's your relationship like with your parents when you're
1: you're younger
0: siblings and
1: like elementary school good i remember like uh walking out to the bus stop i'd have to walk by myself right and it's like from my house to the beginning in the subdivision which is like how many yards how many people's yards you know maybe yeah. like eight people's yards you have to walk yeah. it'd be snowy and like somebody else's mom would come and pick me up so i wouldn't have to stand outside in the cold and my mom would sit in the bedroom window and watch me and she'd be holding mad or whatever so uh I don't know. I was just always really self-reliant, really responsible for myself. When Heather would do something wrong, I'd be the one that would get in trouble. Like one time she got stuck in the window. <laughs> Can you elaborate on that? Um, According to my mom, <laughs> I guess it was my idea because I was being manipulative, which is mm, maybe true. <laughs> And I made Heather climb up the dresser that was, you know, against the window. And the window was up high. And she went into the window, kind of like Spider-Man, like all four, you know. Yeah. And then couldn't get back out. So we had to call my mom. Well, Heather and I shared a room, so it was our...
0: Couldn't get back out like she was afraid to follow or... yeah. So couldn't she just she didn't like, know how to go backwards I, lo- I was gonna say, you
1: know. <laughs> so was, there, it was
0: a problem of logistics <laughs> and she was probably like three at the time yeah. you know
1: um so yeah i would i would get in trouble for that kind of stuff and uh i my dad had a lot of ear surgeries too so that'd be issues i remember even like when he was healthy like trying to talk to him after dinner time yeah you couldn't unless it was commercial break Cause he had like his certain shows that he'd watch, and uh, you try to tell him something, and he'd be like, "Wait," and you could just stand there till the commercial.
0: <laughs> what uh, was TV a big thing in your household, grown up?
1: After dinner, for sure. Uh,
0: Any particular shows you remember? <laughs> I
1: think. Was it you that I was just telling about Frazier? Yes. Yeah. So I lied to my parents in sixth grade because my bedtime was 8 o'clock up until I was 16 because that was another huge thing in my house was everything had to be fair. And fair to them meant the same. So even though Matt was 4 and going to bed at 8, I was 12 and also going to bed at 8. So I lied and said, my teacher gave us an assignment to watch Frazier which actually did happen just one single time but i made it last like a whole season yeah um so i got to go to bed at like nine
0: did you do any uh after school tv
1: oh yeah i'd watch Say by the bell i remember one time i missed school for some reason and the and the cool kid in the neighborhood came over to like
0: <laughs> who's the cool kid in the neighborhood anthony faccioni i don't even know who that
1: is yeah he he was the cool <laughs> kid um he came over to tell me what we missed or to give me a, a worksheet or something, and uh, I was watching Saved by the Bell, and I was so proud. I was like, oh, he's going to think I'm so cool because I have got Saved by the Bell on TV. Heck, yeah. So that was our time before <laughs> dinner we could watch TV. Nice. And in the morning. I would always watch, like, She-Ra before school. Oh, she Or, like, back in the day, like, Teddy Ruxpin. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Did you ever watch Snorks?
1: Oh, yeah. I used to have no a Snorks ever, chair. Yeah,
0: no one ever remembers Snorks. I loved Snorks. Yeah. <laughs>
1: My Snork's chair was red. I, I had it at the Oak Park house at my grandparents'. Nice. When was, did you
0: move into Harbortown?
1: Uh, Right when my sister was born. So, okay, so I was just four. Early, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Family's been in that house a long time. Elementary good, junior high?
1: Junior high, super awkward. I was just the biggest nerd ever. I had the boy haircut. I loved Derek Decker. I was friends with... Just a bunch of like underdogs, and I was in band and choir.
0: What did you play in band?
1: The coronet, oh. not to be confused with the clarinet, oh, yeah. yeah, more like a trumpet. And I loved it, yeah. like, I was good, yeah, maybe like third chair good, some like every once in a while, first chair, but mostly like third chair.
0: That's funny, though.
1: Good old times, yeah, <laughs> so um, yeah, super nerdy, uh, band geek. Mm. Oh, my house burned down when I was in middle school.
0: Yeah. Tell me about that.
1: So it was 1995. It was the summer for me between seventh and eighth grade and school had just gotten out for the summer. We went up to the UP, um, for my dad's sister's wedding. It was his youngest sister and she was getting married in Marquette.
0: It's your aunt's wedding. My aunt's wedding. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Double check.
1: So we stopped at my mom's cousin's house, the guy who owns the land. His name's Bill. Just FYI. (laughs) We dropped our dog off. This is before cell phones, obviously. We drive to Marquette. We might have probably spent the night there. Uh, We went to Marquette for the wedding, stayed the night there, came back, got the dog on Sunday, and then drove home. I guess, like, right after we left, my mom, I call him Uncle Bill, my mom's cousin's house, uh, they got a phone call that our house had burned and they they knew five hours before we even got home and they couldn't tell us and we're just driving home no big deal like who knows um a bunch of our family knew a bunch of our friends knew because one of our neighbors had actually gone in the house while it was burning and took our address book out so they just started calling everybody that we knew to try to figure out where we were So we get home and it's like dusk and the first thing that I see are like two humongous piles. There's two dormers on the house in the front where the windows are. And I guess the fireman had just like shoveled out all the um, insulation and everything to make sure nothing was still burning. So there was two huge piles in the front yard. And like I said, it was dusk, so it was kind of hard to tell. But there was a huge hole in the roof. And I remember being the one that was like, it's okay, it's all right, nobody worry, nobody panic, it's okay. And I think my dad was like, our house burned. And I can't imagine what he must have felt like because he he built the thing, you Mm. know. Um, So what had happened was it, it had gotten struck by lightning and it knocked out everybody else's power. Like the neighbors were putting our fire out with our own hose because ours was the only one that worked in the whole neighborhood. Everybody else's everything was shot. So the whole neighborhood came together to put out the fire and the obviously firemen came. Um, somebody across Susan Lake got it on video, but I never wanted to watch that. So it took me a long time to even go how, in the house.
0: How bad was it burnt? Uh
1: the well it struck my parents' dormer. And so the whole my dad built like an upper attic above the bedrooms upstairs and at that point I had the other bedroom upstairs so the fire spread through that top attic from my parents room over to my room or maybe the lightning strike went through there because it blew a hole out of the side of the house where my bedroom was oh, yeah. so the whole upstairs and the roof not upstairs but attic part in the roof burned, um, and then it I think it grounded through a tree because we have a tree in the front yard that has like a huge zigzag pattern on it wow. um, but the majority of the damage was really like f- from the water, and our basement was flooded. Just
0: oh, uh, because just them trying to put it out.
1: Yeah, and when I finally did go in, I mean, all the ceilings were drywall, and I remember just seeing like volcanoes. Uh, some of them were just pockets of water that hadn't come oh, yeah, all the yeah, way yeah. through yet, and some had busted, and they just looked nasty. Um, so
0: so you guys didn't actually lose much to the fire, but you lost. A lot to the water.
1: Yeah, but then again, that same neighbor I think that went in to get our telephone book knew where we kept all of our photo albums. Yeah. So she grabbed all that stuff. Jesus. Like she's she also one time saved my brother's life. So she's kind of the hero.
0: Yeah. Um. It's the kind of neighbor to have. Right?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, that kind of stuff that's irreplaceable was saved. Um, I had a rabbit at the time, and it survived it lived in the garage and it was fine it might have been deaf after that but i i never talked to it to begin with i mean i did but it didn't talk back i don't don't know i had a pet rabbit And really yeah his name was thumper mine was buffy (laughs) it was black and white mine was mine was uh what was it called a blue rex and it wasn't really blue it was kind of (laughs) gray but anyway
0: um high school
1: High school. How was
0: high school? That's when I met you. It is. At the end of your high school.
1: At first, like ninth grade, I was still like doing the nerd thing. Um, And I got a job at Subway when I was in ninth grade. So our family had just taken our first like real trip ever. We went to Disney World and that was over like when we used to have midwinter break. When we got back, I started at work at Subway and I worked there for, my God, like eight years or something. (laughs) Um, and it was rough at first, but, like, I met a lot of kids that went to Clarkston. They were older than I was, and I thought they were super cool, and I would get, like, a ride to school in the morning, so I didn't have to take the bus, and things just kind of started coming together. Um, so, yeah, I kind of figured out, like, how to be, uh, social? (laughs) uh and that was cool so i met derek in 10th grade in language arts class and that led me to meeting like truly and then you and chad and annie and uh
0: all these people
1: that yeah and that was good times we had a lot of good times dawson's creek night
0: the rest of high school before that good
1: yeah it was good i mean i always nothing crazy oh well yeah my grandma died that was huge actually um so she was young she was like 65 ish and Mm. like we had lived with them when i was younger and she was always kind of the one when everybody else was like oh heather needs this attention she'd always kind of you know Pull me aside and and give me that um
0: make sure you were looked out for
1: when they would they would come to town they well they ended up moving up north once we moved into the house in harbor town, and it was only like two and a half hours away, and they'd either come down every weekend or we'd see we'd go up there so we'd see them every weekend and um I remember that house <laughs> yeah yeah it, it was a strange one, but it was a good times. yeah um they heated it with a. What's it called? A wooden stove? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that was there when you were there. Now it's in Atlanta, which is tick heaven, which is where I'm going to take you someday. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) So I had gone to see Varsity Blues at the theater with Derek. This is in February. And I get home and there's a car in the driveway. And I was like, oh, this is, I think it's Aunt Lisa and Uncle David. You need to meet them. They're like my closest aunt. How old are you at this point? I am 16. Okay. So... We go in the house because he was just going to drop me off. This is Derek. And I I said, no, you need to come in. And there was a whole bunch of family there. And my uncle David, my mom's brother, he was in the kitchen and he just kind of looked at me and was like, Nana's dead. And that was really my first loss ever. Yeah. And I just remember like screaming and I like, I crumpled to the floor. Like it was horrific.
0: So this was sudden.
1: It was super sudden. She had a stroke. She died in her sleep. Jeez. Uh she like went down to take a nap and then just never woke up. Wow. Yeah. So I, I don't think my mom's really ever been the same since then. Yeah. Um it's been rough. It's
0: That so was your mom's mom. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah uh and she was such a great woman like she was crazy but like we used to do like parades at her house we'd go around the block and she'd dress up like the easter bunny and we'd decorate floats like she was that crazy lady and i'd always have her at school for like vip days and um i don't know she was that fun old not old she wasn't even old yeah um you had a special to me she was old. oh for yeah. sure yeah yeah she was awesome So that was really rough. Uh, Later on that same year, I went to Paris because I was in French. I took French in high school. So that was super awesome to be able to travel abroad. And that might... Well, that was part of me getting a job was I had to pay for half of the trip to France. Um, And that was... Just eye-opening, you know, to get out of Clarkston. I feel like I'd, well, other get than... Get out of the U.S. Yeah, <laughs> other than that one trip to Disney World, I'd never been probably outside of Michigan. So, well, yeah. I went to California when I was like two, but... So, yeah, that was high school. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah.
0: Um, so I've known you, and this is kind of coming in right here at the timeline. I've known you to have two big relationships. One dave
1: yeah
0: and then the other uh your current (laughs) relationship current current Uh, former (laughs) uh, all
1: of the above
0: yeah adam um but you and dave were together for how long
1: Uh, we were together the whole first year of college we didn't break up till he went to albion so we were together until like fall of 2001
0: and you went to eastern
1: for a little bit yeah
0: you roomed with truly.
1: I did. It was a prob. Well, I didn't have much experience, but it was a good one. Yeah. It was it was fun. And then Derek was there. Um, I wouldn't have ever gone to Eastern unless I knew people that were there. Like.
0: Did you get in anywhere else? Did you apply anywhere else?
1: Yeah, I was actually going to go to Central at first. Okay. Um. Hang out with Kent. And then I thought about Ferris State too. I don't okay. know, but they went to Eastern, so I was like, well, I'll go there too i didn't know what i was gonna do
0: did because so that first year was dramatic oh uh, god and there's there's some stuff that we can talk about because i feel like um i mean for me that group of friends like set a bar it's unattainable <laughs> to, oh yeah to get to that point with because um, you know we're all getting out of high school like it's a super super emotionally charged time um i was all sorts of vulnerable to the like that i am not comfortable being around people like that anymore um just defense mechanisms and whatnot but then also that year after
1: there was the flat
0: shit hit the fan with oh, a oh, lot of people
1: oh wait
0: well cause like the year
1: after eastern
0: the year after high school
1: oh yeah okay yeah
0: um i mean there's there, annie and ryan there was and, the Annie, Ryan, Derek thing. <laughs>
1: that whole semester was, oh, my God. It's very
0: dramatic. <laughs> let me,
1: let me, okay, oh, my God. Okay, so there was, first of all, there was the Annie and Ryan thing. And Derek roomed with Ryan, and he had cheated on Annie. And so we decided to tell Annie, and it blew up in our faces, just like on Jersey Shore. It happens in <laughs> real life, folks. Um, yeah. Don't write that letter. Um, and then Annie ended up taking Ryan's side somehow. And so we were never the same after that. Um, later on that semester, I found out I was pregnant. And oh, that was then. That was then. Yeah. Same semester. Uh, I, the first, well, Dave had been there. And we went and bought a pregnancy test. And probably at the same time, some Clove cigarettes. Um. <laughs> 18 was awesome. Yeah. Uh, so we took it, or I took it, and it was negative. And then he left. He went back home. And afterward, I, I looked in the garbage and I looked at it, and it had a plus. And I was like, oh, shit. And he was, you know, driving back. I don't think he had a cell phone at that point. And so I went to Derek and I was like, I'm pregnant. What do I do? And he, he let me stay over that night. Like, we slept Uh, on the same bed and we just talked and he's like i'll be uncle Derek. i'll help you Mm. like i'll take care of this kid with you we've got this don't worry about it and i was super pumped and then i talked to dave the next day and he was like oh no way in hell i have a life ahead of me like this is not my path and i i mean i was young and so i wasn't gonna fight it so he paid for it and uh I had an abortion, like, right across the street from the mire at Pontiac Lake Road. <laughs> sure. It was in a little strip mall. Uh, it was horrifying, and then afterward, to comfort me, we went to Blockbuster Video, and he rented Spinal Tap, <laughs> or this is Spinal Tap, right? <laughs> yeah. So we went back to my parents' house, and I'm in terrible pain, and I just got a terrible emotional pain, too, and we're just sitting there my parents are there my brother and my sister are there and we're watching spinal tap and then exactly a week after that I had a dream that my grandpa was gonna die so then I was like oh shit like I just pulled some bad karma on me and uh my parents were like oh he's not gonna die He's healthy as a horse and It had been my grandma that came to me in the dream and like she pointed at this advent calendar that she used to make. And she was like, your grandfather's going to die on Sunday, the 17th of December. And uh, I told everybody because I was super freaked out. I went back to college and on Thursday of that week, I got a, a call on my dorm phone and it was a hospital in Saginaw. And it was like, are you a relative of Milton Green? That's my grandpa. And I was like, yeah. And they said they found my number in his suit coat pocket. And it was my dorm room phone number. So I was the first person that got called. And they wouldn't give me any information because I was just me. And they said have, you know, one of his kids call back at the hospital. So I had to call my mom and tell her. What had happened was uh, he, he was a Shriner and he was a Mason and he did all sorts of things. So he was up north and he had had a ton of hip surgery. So like he was always super careful when he walked because he was old and fragile. Um, and when he got out of his car at the, I think it was a Mason's meeting or Shriner meeting, he slipped and fell and hit his head. So he went into the lodge or whatever and he was like, oh man. You know, they were like, hey, Milt, you okay? And he's like, oh yeah, I, I fell and I hit my elbow and my elbow hurts. And then, like a split second later, he just totally blacked out and they airlifted him. And um, so I had, to, I had to tell my family. I drove home immediately. It was a terrible storm, I remember. And everybody was up at the hospital, so I had to stay uh, with my family in Cl- or with my brother and sister in Clarkston. And um he was brain dead. So they decided to pull the plug. They pulled it on, on Saturday. So I was like, okay, well, close enough to Sunday the seventeenth. <laughs> that's crazy. Turns out the doctor forgot to take out his breathing tube. So he left Saturday, came back Sunday morning and was like, Oops, and then pulled his breathing tube out and he died at like six o'clock in the morning on that's, Sunday, the seventeenth of December.
0: That's wild.
1: Yeah. So that was a crazy couple months for me. After that, <laughs> I stopped going to Eastern. <laughs> yeah. I moved back home. Well, I didn't. I moved back to the area.
0: That time period, because I moved in. Well, you met Adam at our, me and Adam's apartment.
1: Yes, I did. Thank um. you, I think. <laughs> and that was after I lived at the flat. So uh, Lindsay yeah. and I came over.
0: You and Lindsay came over. So we had to climb up yeah. a
1: sofa to get to your.
0: Oh, it was that late in the game, huh?
1: It, no, it wasn't. That was a different time you still yeah, had a couch in the living room
0: yeah when we got our eviction notice to get rid of our sofa we threw it downstairs and I was, it just stayed there for a
1: while back in the day before i knew better and the whole place was trashed but adam's room was so clean and his bathroom was so clean and i was like who is this man but turns <laughs> out really it was just his mom
0: <laughs> adam was adam was good about cleaning um we you know i i looking back terrible as the both of us were as you know human beings in general at that point with like zero motivation in life um we kept a good apartment we were a good team of like people are coming over let's clean up and we had the same idea of what clean up was and we like got all these cleaners out that Erna's parents gave us yeah and uh
1: you guys have always kind of had like a,
0: a worked out you get
1: each other i feel like
0: i get him <laughs> yeah yeah um
1: I'll give you that.
0: So that is uh but that and then you guys start dating.
1: Yeah, that was two thousand two. Well, yeah. Yep. The fall of two thousand two.
0: And then that is the first that's the first fallout of our friendship. Um, when you're at the flat and you're dating Adam. Do you not know what I'm talking
1: about? No. <laughs>
0: this so we've we've stopped hanging out and was on this November when you occasions.
1: yes we have. Was that when you lived downstairs um, or before? I lived sure. downstairs. You did.
0: It was right before you guys moved out of there. But no, I re- oh I remember this very specifically. <laughs> oh God. uh
1: I'm sure I will once you. We saw. were all oh. hanging
0: out. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, I. Do you remember know.
1: that time that Adam Hamilton came over? Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> when Ryan was there too. Uh huh. And they yeah. had
1: like a session. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. A lot I of have weird that. shit happened. I, at that. That's apartment. illustrated <laughs> in one of my journals, and for some reason it yeah. just popped into in. I'll head. tell you what. I'm,
0: uh, I hope everyone in the world had a friend like Michelle who documented things, not necessarily with words, though there were words, too. Stick figures. Yeah, there was drawings of all events that that took place. Uh, it was absolutely fantastic, and it's so much fun to go back and look at those and see, like, just the times we had. It's fun. It, it only um, works
1: if you were actually there, though. Yeah. Yeah. But, so I didn't mean to interrupt your... Oh, you're fine.
0: Uh, no, I because... This is this is a fun thing that I'm excited to talk about that maybe you aren't. But like the ups and downs of uh of our of friendship. Us. Yeah. Yeah. Um we're all hanging out there. I think all or some of us were drunk. <laughs> and
1: at my place. Yeah.
0: This is actually so I we're gonna talk about me for a while. Um
1: mm.
0: No, I so I've realized over the years, like there are events in which I have so like i said like i was i was a, at a level of vulnerability with you guys early on that i like had never been with anybody else like except for chad because chad's just like a staple in my life throughout the years yeah um but and to like a detriment to some point like i would come to your guys apartment crying over a girlfriend like and
1: but it was like we were family
0: yeah um But then it got to the point like and then I was I was constantly uh, breaking my car or I had a shitty car that wouldn't work. And so then I was like needing things like rides and crap. And uh, one night Adam told me off like out on the balcony at the flat. Yeah. And it was like, everybody's tired of you. You always need like you always need stuff from everybody. And you like you need rides or you need to borrow something, blah, blah, blah and i was just like all right well fuck you and then uh i didn't talk to you guys for quite a while because you went to then you went to the roanoke Rochester, apartments yeah yeah and i and remember I'd never been, i never went there
1: yeah um, the entire and time you guys were there there was a huge and that you were at sycamore creek that whole time because i feel like there was a huge chunk where i didn't
0: uh september or october
1: Oh, yeah. O two. 2 I was still at the
0: flat. O two 2 is when I signed my lease at Sycamore Creek. Started working at Joe's Crab Shack. Me and Jenna start dating. Then we broke up. And she went to Adam's house.
1: Oh, my God. I forgot about that. And
0: I was like, at that point, I was like, okay. Because that was like the... Uh, my friends can choose me or they can choose my mm. ex and everyone chose my ex. And I was like, okay, well, fuck everybody. And that's when I was, those are like, that was one of the darkest years. Of my life. Well, no, I'm, whatever. Uh, that's one of those points where I was like, uh, you know, start to close myself off. Like I can't be that vulnerable because someone's going to like, I'll get hurt. Um, I'm going to go back to you because that's what this is about. Uh, hey. Uh, when do you graduate OU?
1: Oh, my God, 2008. Okay. <laughs> I you went took to some school time for. Off, right?
0: <laughs> I took
1: a semester okay. off to come and see you. Oh.
0: Um, um,
1: well, yeah. we'll get back to that then. <laughs> I first went with no clue of what I was doing. Uh, so I just took a bunch of general ed, which I should have done at OCC because it would have been way cheaper. I was the first person in my entire family to go to college, and uh, I had to get loans yeah. and nobody knew how that worked so i got like variable interest rate loans which i'll be paying for the rest of my life unless i've asked them i lose an arm or a leg oh, if yeah. you lose a limb you lose your student loan yes nice. so i've debated
0: i got a saw in the garage i know <laughs> i just need some
1: tequila okay. okay i have a gallon of that over there let's do it i'll go home without an arm do you think Perfect. i could sell it your arm Yeah, I could. In the black
0: market? Yes. Yeah, sure.
1: So not only do I erase my debt, I get some money. Yeah. Make sure it's my life. End up in
0: the positive. Um, Sweet. So you and Adam are dating. You would move in together. This is the first time you lived with a boyfriend, right? No, 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 no. no.
1: Well, I mean, okay. So, okay. (laughs) When we started, well, we didn't even, it was so weird. I was his first girlfriend. Yeah. And he didn't understand how to act. And everybody had to tell him that he liked me. He didn't understand and like we'd play with each other's hands and he would always sleep over on the futon which is what we had in the yeah. living room and we wouldn't do anything so finally one night I said to him I'm gonna go brush my teeth and when I come back I'm gonna kiss you so that was how our first <laughs> kiss happened so yeah we dated throughout the flat uh, and then I, I don't we did not move directly into our apartment he moved back to his house and I I moved back to my Um, house but I was like yeah I was staying at his house basically every night like his I would keep like a bag like a um a travel bag and his mom would come in to his room and like take my dirty clothes and do my laundry uh and that's when Jenna was there but that was when we took our road trip
0: what was your road trip
1: it was uh when Chad moved out to LA okay so his dad let us use one of the Trade Winds aviations trucks nice and we put a u-haul on the back and being the manly man i was i was in control of that well not, i mean not all the time but like through cities and stuff they were like michelle you drive now um so once we spent a couple of days in la with chad we decided to make like a road trip out of it and we went to the grand canyon then we went up to through utah like to um there's a couple parks there i don't want to say them because monica's not here to fact check me and i wish <laughs> i knew what they were called um moab no but they're both, i mean i drove through all of that <laughs> yeah. but they're uh there's
0: a lot zion, of national parks zion
1: Zion's there. one of them and then there's another one either way yeah. they're close together and utah was the most beautiful yeah. uh then we went up through well i think we went to colorado the first time around that was beautiful we went up to yellowstone which was awesome nice. i learned that bison can weigh up to 1500 pounds and run at 350 miles an hour
0: 350 maybe miles 150 monica
1: <laughs> sorry i keep calling you that that's okay um, that's my middle name I, I thought
0: so. justin monica Justin m lamb yeah. i
1: never knew what stood monica. For monica um so that was a great time like we went to mount rushmore we went to devil's tower we went through um the up to come back so we this stayed is you, adam and chris yeah nice. i mean it was an amazing experience
0: that's like 100 percent taken advantage of that being that age yes. like that's the, that's like the thing to do at that age i
1: never backpacked through europe but i did do my travels with charlie across the country <laughs> only charlie was chris and adam and chad <laughs> good i did read them travels with charlie out loud if you've never read it it's a steinbeck book about a dude in a truck traveling across the country fair enough yeah we also yeah no that's all
0: (laughs) (laughs) i think i know where that we played a lot of
1: lord of of the rings risk Uh, and we stayed in a tent we got really good at setting up a tent we never stayed in hotels the whole time nice maybe on the way out because chad's dad was paying you
0: know that's funny when i moved out to la we stayed at hotel one night and the rest were camping mm-hmm. and i don't know if it's just my age or like the fact that i know that half the world is like a serial killer probably <laughs> but i can't like fathom doing that now
1: oh my god i remember how bad it sucked like we had a cat a what's it called a cab on the truck a cap on the bed of the truck whatever that's called that big plastic thing that goes over the bed of a truck so you can keep stuff in it so we had all of our camping stuff in there and it would be dark and we'd have to use our headlights to set up our our, and and i'd be the only one tiny enough to like climb in and grab everything that we needed and i would just shove it out because our whole truck was just packed full when we were at the grand canyon it caught on fire the truck were, caught on fire? No, no, the Grand Canyon. <laughs> oh. Yeah, we were doing, uh, well, the, not we, we were sightseeing, and they were doing controlled burns, and it got out of control, Jeez. and so they had all these helicopters dropping what's called slurry, Yeah. and so there were slurry bombing everywhere, and they the park rangers came, and they were like, you need to evacuate immediately, like, slurry will dissolve the paint on your trucks, it will put holes in your tent, like, get Jesus. out. So actually, I do think we slept in a hotel that night, but just because we had no choice.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that's crazy yeah so what happens after that
1: so after that uh, I move home which means spending the night at Adams every night Jenna's there Um, I'm still going to college forever I think at that point I finally decided I wanted to be a teacher Um, no no no, no, no. That's that's when I'm still going for all no. of my French. Okay. I, so I'm majoring hardcore in French. Like I'm speaking in French half the time. I've got French friends. Like all I do, I write things in French. I read things in French. I am like the master. Ask me now. I don't know a thing and I have to pass a test in about four months. So pray for me. Um, it's
0: all locked away in your head somewhere. I hope Maybe this so. conversation will unlock something and you'll be like, oh, yeah. I don't know. Just
1: going back in time is all that it takes.
0: <laughs> it's a locked memory.
1: Uh, so, yeah, then uh, I think I finished French, and that's when 2005, four, five rolled around. And I was like, eh, my student loans didn't come through. I've got a semester where I'm taking off because I'm in between teaching and French. And uh, you were in L.A. Yeah. Adam wasn't, he was just doing whatever. And so... We decided to come. I think you extended the invitation for us to come and stay with you and Jenna. Yeah. So we did that for uh, <laughs> two <laughs> this months. This is the
0: other time we stopped.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> and my God. ah, oh. ah. Oh. so that time to me was just indulgence, like gluttony. I did never have a job while I was there. I would work with you for yeah. that lady yeah. doing the house stuff. Yeah and I think that's how it all fell apart was like Adam was thinking that like we weren't getting a fair cut or something and so I don't know if you guys had a falling out or if he even talked to you but I remember I had a super cool ladybug radio and he had his playstation and we woke up one day and I think we may have already talked about leaving or something and we got up and you guys weren't there oh
0: this is funny because I'm excited to hear how each of us remembers.
1: Yes, this. I want to talk more about this after this because I have another story about okay. California. But um, so, the PlayStation and the and the and the ladybug were gone, and so we were like, "Ah, fuck this!" And we took one of each of your shoes and threw them in the dumpster, and you retrieved them afterwards. So shame on us because we should have just taken them with us which was what my idea was I'm sorry and then we just left and then we were we just decided to drive back right away and I got a kidney stone in Reno and Adam couldn't drive my car because it was a stick so I had to uh, take an ambulance like a mile away to the hospital and then that was that
0: so my my memory of that was it was the 29th or 30th of the month
1: dang
0: um it was almost tax return time okay because i it was tax return time i had just gotten a refund or i was about to get a refund like we'd done the h&r block or something so i knew how much i was getting and i told adam how much i was getting and we woke up the next day and you guys were like packing stuff and i was like what are you doing and you're like, we're leaving. I was like, well, what do you mean you're leaving? Like, rent is due tomorrow. And Adam goes, you just got a refund. That should cover rent. You'll be fine. And I was furious, which is why I was like, all right, I'm going to take some of their shit and sell it because I need For to rent. fucking pay rent.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, which is why I took your shit. <laughs> um, and yeah, and then you guys were gone. And I was like, the fuck. And then Jenna went home like, months later and then i had the craziest year of my life
1: <laughs> yeah i i mean looking back that was obviously a horrible way to deal with that and
0: uh, I, that's I, I stopped talking to you guys for a long time yeah after that. i was fucking pissed yeah
1: and i don't god i mean obviously i went along with it but like i he- can't blame him but i hear and, what he says and then i'm like oh man this is what's happening yeah. you know and like i should have been an adult and like talked to you
0: Yeah, I mean, like, obviously, uh, I'm probably probably still holding some resentment to some degree, but, like, um, for me, it was, like, after Adam told me off on the balcony, and then everyone kind of sided with Jenna, (laughs) after I'd known you guys for years, I was like, okay, fool me once, fool me twice, and then when you left L.A., I was like, alright, like, I don't know these fucking people anymore. and. I honestly like I don't know and that's where I set like kind of emotional barriers with both of you to this I mean could be honest like to this day like I don't know um and it's it's sad but at the same time like for me it feels necessary yeah uh yeah so that was the second time (laughs) that we stopped hanging out but so I don't but I don't know anything that happened to you between then and like when you got divorced (laughs) essentially uh yeah so what happens when you guys get back home
1: sorry about the way things ended but i'm glad that i came back when i did because my uncle bill who's not my uncle that i keep talking about his (laughs) brother died like the week after i got home and our family's super close and so i wouldn't have been able to go to the funeral otherwise and i was super happy to be home um and we broke up because he i think that's me correct me because you know your movies would that have been like around the time when johnny depp's alice in wonderland came out 2005 i want to say
0: i think that came out when i was in la so that would make sense he
1: he wanted to go see the movie and i think it was that movie and my uncle he wasn't my uncle my uncle had just died i was like fuck you no i'm staying with my family like everybody comes into town like we're just gonna be together you please come be with me here and he was like, fuck you, I'm going to go see the movie. And so we broke up for a good long time.
0: How long were you guys broken up for?
1: Uh, long enough for me to get on Match.com. <laughs> yeah, I did the Match.com thing. I dated one guy ever. I redid my room in, in uh, my parents' house. And, like, I had plants and stuff. And I was I thought I was an adult. And I was doing my student teaching at that point, And I started seeing Adam again.
0: What year is this? trying to this this
1: is probably 2007
0: okay because yeah because we hung out at the at skippy's yeah all the time yeah but yeah around like 08 that started dwindling
1: (laughs) yeah and that's when i graduated that's when i left in 08 so yeah i uh we were back together again we were playing a whole bunch of world of warcraft (laughs) when i wasn't doing homework for school i was playing world of warcraft okay and we were in this guild with all of these people that we didn't know and then i, I was working at pizza hut which was an awesome job i delivered pizza to darvin ham who's an ex piston i delivered pizza to all the rich people in, in in rochester i got to see the best christmas lights at christmas time where were you guys I, living we were at where i were was you living, living at my parents okay. house i loved it i could listen to music all day i could smoke in my car um, everybody there smoked weed. Like, it was just the most awesome job. And Adam and I broke up at work one day. We both worked there. We broke up at work. He quit. I kept working there. We got back together. Uh, and we ended up breaking up because of world of warcraft he met a girl on world of warcraft Uh that oh sorry back to the pizza hut god damn me you're good i'm i'm one of those people you know i have to go in a circle (laughs) so we met our friends kyle and megan who also worked at pizza hut and they were playing world of warcraft with us and like it was this whole thing so he met a girl on world of warcraft and he started being like super secretive with her and like I would I'd stay the night at his house and I'd go to bed and he'd stay up and talk with her about like problems that he was having with me and I finally this was after we'd I'd gotten the job in Arizona we hadn't left yet we went down in May to look at apartments and stuff we found one that we wanted and I finally essentially said like either choose her or choose me and he said if you have to make me choose, I'm going to choose her because I'm not choosing. And I said, all right, peace. And that was like a week before I had to move. And I ended up going without him.
0: Something I I heard that kind of stuck with me, and now I can't remember where I heard it. So we really do need a Monica. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Is the moment you start confiding in someone else to essentially, Discuss or complain about your relationship problems.
1: Was it this is us? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> hey, but that's
0: uh, that's like that's where that's essentially the beginning of cheating. Yeah, that's um,
1: that's exactly what I try to because tell because you're
0: building that trust Emotional, and vulnerability, yeah. To, yeah, with somebody else about like the person that you're supposed to be having that relationship yeah. with. Obviously, if you're, like, talking to a therapist about it, that's different. But, yeah, right. with somebody else like that, that's... Uh,
1: yeah. And, and, like, she had sent him, like, uh, you know, crazy pictures, like, naughty pictures no. and things like that. Um, so, yeah, I definitely tried to uh, set boundaries. And, I mean, she was my friend, too, but not like that. So, yeah, that that was that. And in between all of this time, too, we'd had our ups and downs because of his drinking. Like he would get blackout drunk and leave the food in the closet or be blackout drunk and put his friend's head through a wall or, what? you know, yeah. So we, we've had ups and downs with substance yeah. stuff forever.
0: Yeah. As far as drinking goes, cause that's something obviously like I have a <laughs> I have strong feelings on drinking. I'm actually as of two days ago, I'm five, five months sober. Congrats. Yay. Um, What's your relationship like with alcohol? At uh, that
1: point or now? Um, throughout <laughs> the years, um, I'll tell you what: I did not ever enjoy drinking. Uh-huh. I didn't like the way it felt. I couldn't find a drink I liked. The flavor of, um, I was not a fan. I did, I like. I maybe drank twice in high school. I rarely drank in college. Um, it wasn't until I started teaching that drink seriously You see
0: kids, you did this.
1: seriously and i don't know if it was because i was alone in yeah. arizona or if it's because when i came home i needed like i knew i had to grade papers i knew i had a lesson plan i knew i still had work to do so were
0: you drinking alone in arizona yeah like, oh, a, okay. beer. like oh, a beer like a beer
1: like enough just to just kind of chill out a little bit yeah yeah not i wasn't ever ever i mean i would go to think... bed at eight o'clock at night when yeah. i when i so
0: and i don't uh I don't want to venture into like stuff you don't want to discuss. Um, but do you think your like the fact that you didn't want to drink and didn't really like drinking was directly related to your parents drinking?
1: Absolutely. So I'm just hanging out at
0: your house in high school and stuff. Like beer is a staple in the in the Curry household. <laughs>
1: it it was more than I mean my God. So every weekend on a dime they'd be drinking. As soon as five o'clock hit, they'd start and they wouldn't stop until they passed out. Yeah. And that was every weekend and it was everybody that came over and um yeah uh Cause
0: i remember like we wouldn't we didn't drink when we were all hanging out in high school
1: Uh uh-uh. and and they'd get sloppy
0: we would just go hang out in your room or the basement yeah
1: <laughs> well they'd probably usually be in the basement because yeah. they'd always be playing ping pong and hanging out by the bar and whatever but uh yeah, I mean, uh, I think that was, I, it was just a huge turnoff for me. Like, I never really understood why you'd want to get yeah. like that.
0: Which is funny, because in a lot of, like, households like that, a lot of people would start drinking early. But I, you kind of re- went against
1: it. Yeah, <laughs> I I uh, experimented once. Uh, before a Chiefs dance.
0: Ooh, Clarkston Chiefs. So
1: I must have been in junior high, and I had a friend who may not even know that I did this to her, so I'm very sorry, and I'm <laughs> not going to say your name. Okay. But I spiked some Mountain Dew here. It's me and the Mountain Dew with yeah. the drinks. Yeah, yeah. Michelle. Uh, sorry.
0: Tequila and Mountain Dew.
1: <laughs> Never That's again. pretty much what I made her and I. And... She's like, oh, this Mountain Dew tastes funny. I'm like, oh, don't worry. It's just old. And so we drank that before a Chiefs dance. And it was probably maybe a shot apiece. But that was the best chief dance I ever went to. <laughs> but that was the only experimentation I had with drinking.
0: Yeah.
1: and I was. But like, re- she didn't
0: know that she was drinking?
1: I did not tell her. No. Devious. I know. That's horrible. <laughs> that's funny. I was like date raping her. I mean, that's a terrible thing to say. I was date drugging her. I don't know.
0: Yeah. That's funny, though um yeah
1: so yeah anyway I, I drank uh just to try to chill myself out after like a super long day i had an hour commute i worked about nine hours an hour commute home and then pretty much work until bedtime i couldn't really afford dinner uh because i was living in a super expensive apartment designed for two people that were earning a good amount of money and it was me earning the money yeah um so i have a beer and it was like a beer so yeah
0: and this is uh adams in vegas at this point
1: he moved to vegas while i was in arizona at some point we had lost touch we weren't speaking there was a great group of people when i moved to arizona yeah um and everybody got hired from a michigan job fair so everybody was a graduate from michigan they were all the same age as i was there was a brother and a sister why?
0: why did that happen because Is Michigan of was where they, in Arizona?
1: I think, well, yes, first of all, yes. Uh, second of all, there was a shortage of quality teachers <laughs> in Arizona. Um, and so I, I also think maybe the superintendent was from Michigan or something. So he knew that like good teachers came from there.
0: Well, Michigan has some of the most stringent like requirements to become yeah. a teacher, right? So,
1: yeah. So, uh. Yeah, there was a bunch of us. And we would just hang out. We would have, instead of Dawson's Creek parties, we had lost parties. Mm -hmm. And I met one of my bridesmaids just from that. And, uh, I mean, my God, being, like, young and single would have been a ton of fun. But instead, like, I found out Adam was in Vegas. We started talking. He would drive down the five hours every single weekend. Wow. Or I'd drive up there because we had a three-day weekend every weekend. Uh, we only had school Monday through Thursday. Oh, that works. So, uh, yeah, we saw each other every weekend, and then uh, we both came back to Michigan over that first summer. And when we went back to Arizona, he moved in. We we rented a house and we moved in together. Okay. And we've been together ever since, except when for when married? we divorced, um, in two thousand ten, October sixteenth, two thousand ten, on a beautiful fall day at the fountains.
0: Were you? When did you live in Arizona till?
1: Uh, two thousand thirteen. So did
0: you guys come home just for your wedding?
1: Yes. That was our that was essentially our honeymoon was flying home for the wedding. Okay. We never had a honeymoon. Yep. Got married in twenty ten. Wasn't really uh just you know, I just didn't feel like a grown up. I just wasn't really sure what was going on. Yeah. Um, Still in your 20s. Yeah. And he's working in Tempe, which is like 45 minutes the opposite direction. And we're so far away from everybody. And my parents don't travel. So his parents are the only ones that ever come to visit. And it's like... uh,
0: Why don't your parents travel?
1: I don't know. Because Matt and Heather were home. Because my mom doesn't like to fly. Just Just, they just they They came out. Well, my mom came out when Emma was born. And they came out once at Easter. And that was it over the like five years that I lived there
0: um so you're married in 2010 when do you have emma uh
1: exactly what 13 days and a year after we got married so i found out i was pregnant in january we'd been pregnant i mean we'd been we, we'd been <laughs>
0: pregnant for years
1: you know it <laughs> um we'd been married for like Three months at that point and i came home for my brother's famous slwe ice fishing uh-huh. tournament and i really had a fantastic time i uh, don't remember much of it pretty sure <laughs> I, I was pregnant. <laughs> pregnant at that point um because i got home took a test and yeah I, you know i wasn't sure how to feel especially for being so far away yeah um, and I remember when, when we first found out, I mean, we were both happy, but I remember being on I-10 on the freeway in Arizona and just a lot of, and it was probably emotions from being pregnant, but I would just sob and just think about how I have to do this so far away from my family and so far away from my mom. Yeah. And like,
0: and you have a family that's close, Yeah, like all your family is close with one another.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, it, it, you know, on one side I was excited and and happy, but at the same time, I was like, why here and why now? Yeah. Um. So, yeah, she was born a, right a, a year after we got married. I was hoping she'd be born on my birthday because my mom and my grandma were born on the same day. It'd be like carrying on the tradition. Yeah. Or at least on the 28th. But her, you know, her due date was actually 11 11 11. Ooh. Yeah. That's not when she was born. <laughs> Bummer for her.
0: Sorry, Emma.
1: Mm hmm. Yeah, and she's named Emma Lou, and it's Lou because Adam and I call each other Lou. That's our little pet name. So now yeah. she's a Lou too.
0: So you and me start hanging out again when you come home from Arizona. When is that? I came 2015? home in two thousand thirteen. You
1: and home. Adam and I live at my parents' house at that point. Was and there we very quickly get divorced after
0: that. But didn't you come home? and he stayed there?
1: Yes. You're right. What yeah. What happened there? So how school was out for the summer.
0: Okay.
1: Um and every summer Emma and I would come up and spend in Michigan and and usually Adam would be able to come up for a couple weeks and then he'd have to go back to go back to work. Like they wouldn't give him that much time off and I yeah. got paid through the summer so it didn't matter how long I was here yeah. and if I was there I would just be in the 120 degrees and Adam would be at work so it's like I I do feel bad that we were here for that long without him but at the same time they were good summers (laughs) um so yeah so i came back and we weren't really i mean we were pretty sure we were i mean we knew we didn't know what was going to happen yeah so nothing was packed really we just kind of packed for the summer we came up and adam went back we decided that we were going to move i wanted to go back and pack my stuff and say goodbye to the house and my friends and everything like that and instead uh, Don went and packed my stuff and to this day I have no clue where half of it is Um, I never did get to go I mean later years later I went back but I never like went back in that house I didn't get to pack my stuff I didn't get to say goodbye Uh, I stayed in Michigan and Adam came back then in like September I started seeing a lot more of him than I used to because in Arizona, we didn't do childcare. Like, he never worked through the week. I would teach. He would stay home with Emma. And then he would go to work Saturday morning at, like, 7 a.m. and work 16 hours. And then he would sleep an eight-hour shift at work. And then he'd work 16 hours again the next day. So i'd be gone all week long and even when i was home i was either doing stuff for my masters or i was you guys never saw each other never ever and on the weekends i never saw him because he didn't even come home so we had this working relationship i mean it was fantastic for emma yeah but it i mean the two of us just didn't even know each other and then when we got into my parents house i was like oh this is what's happening and I think he kind of thought the same thing. And after a time, we were both like, yeah, this isn't going to work. Um, so he got an apartment and his mom moved from Iowa and stayed in the apartment with him so that she could watch Emma while he was at work. I stayed at my parents. Uh, we both started dating people.
0: What's that like getting? I mean, you've been with him on and off since you're 19 years old. Um, what was it?
1: it was really kind of more of the same I mean, we were going through divorce proceedings, and it was our anniversary, and he's like, let's go to Lelly's, which is like a super, super expensive yeah. steak place, yeah. and it's like, he was like, it's our anniversary still, and I was like, shit, I like steak, so I mean, we, even when we were divorced, we would still, he'd come over and like, hang out in my parents' garage, you know, I had Emma more than he did, because my schedule was more consistent, so I think that was always kind of an excuse was like, well, I want to see Emma. So can I come around? Yeah. And for some reason when we're not together, he's always a lot more appealing for some reason. I don't know what that is about, but, um, yeah, even like when he had a girlfriend, um,
0: cause you guys then bought houses. Yeah.
1: He bought a house first and then, uh, actually the house that, I bought he had looked at when he was buying a house and he had asked me to go with him to look at it and I fell in love with it when I when I was there with him and he ended up going for a different house and I was like well hell like well, actually at first it was um, slated to be sold to somebody else and then it came back on the market and I was like okay now's my chance so yeah I bought that house he had a house he had a girl I had a guy
0: Living separate lives. Living separate lives, yeah. And Emma yeah. was just back and forth.
1: Yeah, Emma, we shared Emma. I mean, it was 50-50. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah, I mean, it, it doesn't sound like there was animosity, really.
1: Not at all. Um, I mean, everything was super cordial forever. And then Emma started school, and she had to catch the bus from my house, because otherwise she'd be at a whole different school and whatever we wanted her at Clarkston L. So then it turned into Adam being like well i want to see emma before she goes to bed i want to see emma before she goes on the bus i want to get emma on the bus and he started sleeping over in the guest room and he started keeping his shower stuff at the house and before you know it, he's kind of just moved in and then poor black cat was just alone at his house and (laughs) that was finally the last straw i was like go get black cat move her in here you live here now and uh he did and uh the rest is his oh we had a reunion
0: how long are you divorced for? Like, when do you, because mm. did you, and you got officially paperwork divorced? We did. And then you got remarried. Officially. Legally. Yeah. <laughs> um, how long, what is that time period between?
1: I'd have to look at dates, divorced, but I'm going to say probably less than a year. Oh, okay. Mm, yeah. So we kind of like broke up in the spring of 2014. Uh, And I promptly got a DUI, which just, you know, was salt on the wound. At that point, we were both still living at my parents' house. It was right around Easter because we celebrated Easter with my aunt and uncle, and we weren't together, and it was just super strange, and we were all in the same house. Um, He moved out soon after, and let's see. I think our divorce was final, like, November of that year. Okay, so it was over a year because then he dated the girl, (laughs) <laughs> for a while yeah at least a year because I went to Key West with Jeremy like we had like a family vacation which is awesome Key West is awesome
0: I've been, well I was think I was probably there as a it was
1: of, over but. it was over New year's but the problem was I was on probation because of the DUI yeah. so it could have been a lot more fun but um, Who needs
0: alcohol to have a good time? Right.
1: No, you're right. You're absolutely right. <laughs> Cheers.
0: <laughs> hey, it took years for me to figure that out. Um, I'm still working on it. So, looking at that whole situation as a whole, um, what are some of the things getting remarried? You know, what are the, some of the lessons you learned, and some of the like maybe the the bad behaviors that. Got you to that situation that might be something you guys have to actively like work on and look at, look for now. Well, to make sure that you don't end up in the same situation.
1: A pattern that I have seen over and over and over again since before he was in Vegas is that he looks so put together when I'm not with him, but it turns out there's always just another somebody that's there kind of like holding him up. And I mean that in the best way, like prompting him, not holding him up, but like holding him responsible or, you know, he's not alone and it doesn't have to be a relationship. It could be, you know, a roommate or his mom or what, just somebody else that's kind of helping to guide him along. So, and that always attracts me back to him. So this last time, which Um, is the difference I think is that we did this thing called a social contract, which is something, um, from capturing kids hearts, which I went to a training for. It's, uh, for school for Mm -hmm. like behavior management, but it's good for anything. Um, you write a social contract and there's like four questions. It's like, uh, how would you like me to treat you? How do you want to be treated by me? If we have a conflict, how should we treat each other? and then the fourth question. So you write you you ask the question, you each put your own list or maybe you make one list and like every time something kind of falls under that category, you put a check mark next to it. So like let's say empathy is one of the things. You say, "Oh, well I want you to listen to me when I talk." And then we decide, okay, is listening its own Thing or is it part of empathy and you end up with like a list of about 10 things after you go through all these questions and like the ones with the most check marks obviously are the ones that you value the most yeah so we have this and it's at our house still we pull it out anytime we have an argument and we'll say okay you're not following this part this is something that we've agreed that em- like we signed it like it's a yeah. it's a binding document Ooh. between us yeah. and you know if he's doing something or if i'm doing something that goes against the contract, he'll bring it out and say, "Listen, we're not having open communication right now because you won't tell me what's wrong and this is something that we've agreed would help us in the future." So, i do think that that's been huge for us, that's just awesome. like understanding what our faults are and then like yeah. being able to pull it back out and being like, "We agreed on this." You know.
0: Um, what kind of things have you learned about yourself that you either need to change or that have been reinforced as like a good behavior or
1: Mm. I take him for granted so much um I think something I've learned for sure is that I don't think that I'm an independent person I never have been although I feel like I'm probably the strongest if I am forced to be independent yeah I highly dislike being independent um I have, I don't know what your question was.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Just what kind of, what kind of, uh, how have you held yourself accountable for that whole situation? Um, What are the things that you've recognized? Like you you talked about where he might have needed to improve some things. What are some things that you, what are some steps that you needed to take to also be like the balancing force in making sure that, the strength that you guys found and getting back together remains strong.
1: I think a huge part of that was he was lacking for me in a lot of ways, especially when we were in Arizona, like socially lacking. And so I would go out with those teacher friends. Yeah. Um, and I would, you know, I'd get my social fulfillment that way. And he wasn't really a part of that. Or I'd watch, you know, TV with my TV friends and he wasn't really a part of that. And, um, having other people fill that void is dangerous.
0: But I think where you're venturing into and correct me if I'm wrong was uh you have to have certain boundaries with those other relationships. You do. Uh and I think that's I mean continue. I was just I was just going to say I think there's boundaries that you can set but then you also like if there's people how do, I, how do I phrase those? I mean, are you, are you hinting towards, like, hanging out with these people, like something might develop between...
1: Well, it, and I'll tell you what, um, yeah, that's kind of where I'm going, was, like... First of all, he didn't drink the whole time we lived there. Um, except lived where? Arizona? In, in, yeah, oh. in Arizona, yeah. Uh, except for when I'd be in Michigan, and he would try to hide it, and I would do sneaky things like put a plus on the bottle and then if there were new bottles in there that didn't have pluses i was like ha you drink because i'm sneaky and he's sneaky yeah um but no i mean it got to the point where those I, I i was adam and and he was the girl on world of Warcraft. not he they were the girl on world of warcraft our roles had reversed yeah. and they were meeting needs for me that my husband should have been the one meeting um And I remember it getting to the point where, like, the closest anything ever came to anything was we were at a hotel in downtown Phoenix, and Adam had been there, but he had to go home for the night or something, and it was just a couple of us teachers, and um, we'd been drinking by the pool, and it ended up uh, a dude was there who was a friend of mine, and he put his girlfriend to bed and then came back and was like, oh, I'll have another beer with you. So I had another beer with him and we were like, oh, let's go on the treadmill. Oh, let's go, you know, just goofy shit. Like, let's go in the sauna. And then like, he sat super close to me and I was like, oh, this is weird. And I moved away and I find out like years later that was him like trying to put the moves on. (laughs) So, uh, turns out Adam actually proposed like the next week and so then that was that, but it, Mm -hmm. uh, there was something developing and i you know i'm i feel like that's another thing too that i was going to mention earlier is that i'm super naive when it comes to guys like i like i we talked about kissing and i literally think that i have kissed every single one of my guy friends (laughs) at some point and not like a you know like a you know (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
0: <laughs> my favorite definition of kissing ever uh-huh yeah
1: that's it was one of those for yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah so i i don't think i ever can tell like if a guy has feelings or is trying to do something i'm just always like hey we're friends we're cool yeah and uh, i think a lot of times maybe it's not that but i don't know again i feel like we have veered way off i don't know Same.
0: I mean, not really, we're talking about relationships, <laughs> yeah,
1: I think things are good now. I mean, he has uh interests, and I am trying to figure out who I am, yeah, and like I posted last week, or like you posted, I guess you know, I'm more than just a mom and I'm more than just a teacher, and I'm more than just a wife, but I need to know what that looks like yeah. because I used to be that person, but it's been so long.
0: Yeah. You have to, I mean, you have to have your own individual identity and have some sort of confidence in that in order to be happy in your other roles, you know?
1: Right. And that's my happiest. I mean, I love being out and, and teaching and helping and, um, you know, being Emma's mom is like the most amazing thing she's a a wonderful
0: awesome. human
1: being and she's I don't my
0: favorite kid
1: she, she's I don't <laughs> know how she turned out so fantastic yeah. I, I mean and, and, and I'm her mom so of course I would say that but <laughs> she's something she's pretty cool yeah, and I funny. feel very lucky every day that I'm her mom yeah. and so I I don't know I think for a long time I felt like that's I don't need to identify as more like that's enough but really she's getting older I am my own person. Yeah. I need to figure out what... Who's Michelle?
0: Who's Michelle? It's
1: been a long time since I've seen her. I don't yeah. know.
0: Yeah, that's a... Uh, I don't know. If this, <laughs> I was about to say struggle. I don't know if it's struggle. But uh, it's, that's a weird thing for me. Because I have individual relationships with you and Adam. But then it's it's you're like it also becomes the dynamic of like uh that's my buddy's husband or that's my buddy's wife you know like yeah um we all need to separate things sometimes
1: well and again just like i said the other day you're like our fairy godfather (laughs) right like you introduced us you got adam's job you're just the bestower of all that's good even though we've done nothing but shit on you over the years
0: (laughs) Well, I'm going to say I'm the better person then. No, that's I not true. So. Uh, I think
1: so. I told me, Adam, you deserve a bomb-ass Christmas what's gift.
0: What's the good of...
1: Hey, you're here to know, think about it. What's the good it. of being shitty? Oh. <laughs>
0: like, so I'd, well, no, that's just like, uh, you know, I, I care about you guys, and if I can do anything. I feel that way about a lot of people, so I, I don't know trying to give some good back in the world
1: yeah well you're doing a lot with us i'll tell you
0: you wake up one day and you're like oh i've been secretly a garbage person for 25 years
1: <laughs> i'm just waiting you know i've, I've got the husband and a you've gotten him a job now i'm just waiting for you to like buy us a house or something <laughs> i don't know what comes next
0: We <laughs> will waiting a long time
1: oh i thought the secret basement was for uh, me
0: <laughs> yeah I go in that door behind you
1: It's another basement. And never come out. (laughs) Uh, At least there's breathing holes.
0: (laughs) Yes. Through the dragon. Um, That's all I got. All right. I think that brings us up to speed.
1: Well, I I do want to mention. Yes. The fact that uh, my journey has kind of come full circle. Go on. So I studied French. And then I studied elementary education. And I taught elementary education for 10 years. And I was working as a parapro, and I got a job as a substitute teacher in Clarkston, where I went to school, and the substitute job was teaching French. And my mentor was Miss Potter, who was my French teacher in high school. And I thought it was just a long-term thing. Then over the summer, I got a call that the lady retired, and it turned into a full-time thing. So now I am a French teacher At the school where I went to school and I have all of her old posters and stuff because she's retired now. So like I use all her stuff and I just feel like, you know, I studied French in college and never, ever used it. And it's all just come around. So everything happens for a reason. I was
0: so happy when I heard you got that job. Because, yeah, that just like just that's that's a very kismet.
1: Yeah. (laughs) It's like I never would have guessed. Yeah. Never would have even tried. I mean, I never saw it. just fell into my lap.
0: It's funny how things work out sometimes.
1: I love it. My favorite part of life is just, <laughs> you never know. Yeah.
0: You got anything else?
1: No. I thank you very much.
0: Well, I thank you. Thanks for coming over and talking to me. Well, I found out about, see, I did learn a bunch of stuff. There's years we didn't talk, so That's I didn't true. know what happened in your life. That's <laughs> All right. You just listened to my interview with Michelle, such a good friend that I've known for so long. Um, what a great conversation. I loved talking to her. I love finding out about all the stuff that was happening when we weren't talking and we actually addressed like some topics that we probably should have talked about years ago, which was really, really nice. Uh, and I, I'm glad that her and Adam were able to kind of, fuse back together and figure out the areas they needed to improve on to stay together and keep that union strong. And it's really, I love going over there. I love seeing them. They're great people in my lives and I'm so thankful to have them there. And hopefully I'll get Adam in this chair and we'll hear his side of what he was doing during all that time too. So thank you again to them and thank you to all you guys for listening. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We only have one more episode this year. Um, And I'll say my thank yous then for the whole year. That's right. We'll do a whole year of thank yous. But in the meantime, please continue to review on Apple iTunes Podcasts. Apple iTunes Podcasts. We'll stick with that. And you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at FriendRequestPod. On Twitter at FriendRequestJL. Send me any feedback. Uh, You can reach out to our interviewees as well and let them know if their stories helped you or changed your life, or maybe you know them and you want to reconnect with them, whatever that looks like. Uh, I'm glad that I can be the outlet for that for you. And I look forward to hearing from more of you guys sitting right across from where I'm sitting right now. These are my favorite conversations to have. I love you guys. We'll talk to you next week.